Hello and welcome to the Just In Podcast with me and Chris and we have a very special guest. Say hello Lewis. Hello. Lewis. <laughs> I, I know you struggled with my name in one of your previous podcasts. I know you were struggling on which way to pronounce Yes. Lewis. Did we record that? You I did. don't know, did we? I, I can't I'm telling you, did I hope? <laughs> <laughs> well, there you it go. It is Lewis, is it? It is. I thought it was, yeah. What yeah. Was. <laughs> I remember. Uh, yeah, I remember it now. So, <laughs> um, so today's uh, podcast, we're going to start off with the announcement of the Google Stadia, um, Google's online gaming streaming service, which then followed nicely onto the Division Two that came out a couple of days ago. Then finally onto the Captain Marvel review, and possibly ended up with a bit of Endgame stuff, uh, and then go on to the Madeline McCann story that's available on Netflix nicely going on to, to RuPaul on Netflix. Um, and finally finishing off with the football squad, the England squad, for the England versus the Czech Republic game on Friday. And of course Sam Smith coming of out as non-binary. Yes, I haven't wrote that down. Let me, I'm going to write that down myself. That's, that's the amazing plan that I've got. <laughs> cool. So, so, the new way of gaming is upon us, apparently. Yeah, Google Stadia. What are your thoughts on this? Well, I don't think it's going to work. It, it's just not going to work. So this is this is the the entirely streaming based gaming platform, right? Yes. I think it's the right direction for gaming because everything else seems to be going that way. Yep. But I oh, I don't know. Maybe I'm just old now. <laughs> it just <laughs> seems like I don't think I don't think as at a kind of infrastructure level it, we're quite there yet. Yeah. It's a lot to stream. It is. It's a lot. And you have to think about, you know, how do we keep gaming shops on our local high street as well if streaming does become a thing? We don't. Exactly. That's 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 people. more people people out of jobs. Mm. Yeah. We nearly lost HMV. Yeah. Twice. Mm. Very true. The thing that I find a little bit odd is that the controllers look very much like the Xbox One controllers. I honestly thought, when I read the article on BBC News, I honestly thought it was an Xbox controller. And I said Google, I thought, maybe there's a partnership between Google and Microsoft? Maybe clicked it, and obviously it wasn't. But, yeah, it's very similar. Yes. Very similar. Yeah, very. Um, and it's crazy because... Um, so, a price hasn't been revealed... Yeah. I was not aware of this. Yes. <laughs> so no price uh, was revealed at the event in San Francisco, but they did say that Stadia would definitely launch in 2019 in the US, UK, Canada, and Europe. So it's definitely launching. It's yeah. definitely happening. Whether it'll stick around for long, I don't know. I don't think uh, gamers will take to it. No, I'm, I mean, I am with Lewis. I think it is the way to go. It is the future. It is going to happen. But it is far too soon. Um, my main issue with this is gamers' every frustration is latency. Now, that either be through hardware issues, so like a monitor. If you're a gamer, you want to look for a, a low-latency monitor, um, but also for online. Um, so just to explain latency to people who don't know what latency is, and I've got a quick thing here because I didn't quite understand it myself, is <laughs> you've got your signal input, which is from your, you controlling the game, then to the server, and then back to the monitor. So you've got a delay, like a satellite feed on the news. So it's like a response time. Yeah, exactly. It's, that's it. Yeah. So that's my simple way of putting it, because yeah. I don't know these things. Yeah. No, it's, it's exactly the same reason why lag happens, online gaming. Right. It's the exact same thing. But the problem is, 
I had the, um, if I remember it right, it was called the Steam Link. If you remember that, Steam Link and Steam Controller. They came out about two years ago. Uh, and that's simply just a little box that connects to your telly and you stream, stream Steam from your PC to the little box to the monitor. But I could never get it to work because the games that I play, when you've got to have the, the quick reaction, which means you either win the game or lose the game, you can't have that because you've got to predict yeah. what's going to happen in advance to give the command to happen at that time, if that makes sense. And it, yeah. as a gamer, if you're playing games like, like Counter-Strike, say, guys that I used to play at Semi-Pro, the, the Counter-Strike game it relies on your reaction speeds and being there in the moment. That won't happen. Unless we get the infrastructure of having internet speeds massively improved than what they are, I, I can't see it at the minute working. I, I can't see it working. Well, I mean, interestingly, this article does say many streaming services today have suffered t due to the difficulty of offering high-end games via an internet connection because gamers have complained of issues with lag. Yeah, yeah. that's it. And that's why it's going to be difficult, I think, for it to take off because people that don't have high-end internet, you know, broadband, they're going to struggle. Yeah, and that Steam link was in my house on my own network. So it didn't have to go to a big mainframe server somewhere Yeah, that Google's going to be hosting all these services from. It was literally going from one room to another. Well, through the through the, um, the little device that makes internet work. <laughs> I forgot the word the for it. The magic box. The magic box. The router. <laughs> the router. The box of internet. Um, and then that was it. So it... Yeah. Yeah. I what's, don't know. What's the PlayStation one? Is it PS Now? Is that what that's called? I know I've I tried know. it. It's effectively the same thing where you can stream PS3 and previous iteration titles. I've tried to do that. And right. I've tried to stream a PS3 game once. And no. No chance. Nothing. Just would not have it. It just was too much. I mean, I, I, don't, I don't live in the middle of a desert. My internet's okay. <laughs> um, but it can't handle it. I mean, there's no real difference it's not offering anything different. It says that you can upload things straight to YouTube, um, gameplay cl clips and stuff like that, which, yeah, you know, it's ideal, but yeah. it's nothing new, really, is it? No, that's it. I mean, it's, it's better to not have the third-party hardware like I, I used to have, uh, just to record games off my PC and the Xbox. But then again, the Xbox and the PlayStation can now do that anyway. So, yeah. I, I, don't, I don't know. So... Google have said that its Stadia controller will connect directly to Google servers via Wi-Fi to avoid lag. I don't understand how that will work. It, it can't work because then you've, by for that to work, you've then personally got to be connected to Wi-Fi to then predict what's going to happen. And if you have a rubbish Wi-Fi connection. Exactly. So you've got more variables there than there has to be. If anything, you want, oh, I see what you mean. You yeah. want the controller and you directly connected to the to the output to get rid of the whole lag situation. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how it yeah. works and how long it stick, sticks around for. Yeah. Um, I think we've covered that. Yeah. Bit good, yeah. So you've been playing Division 2? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, neutral to negative. <laughs> <laughs> it's that pensive moment of when the Emperor is either doing a thumbs up or a thumbs down. Ooh. It's you just... It's on teetering on the edge of good nor bad. It's you said it's very much like Red Dead. 2. Yeah, 
it's yeah it, Red Dead 2 was going to be his big thing and I was so hyped for it because Red Dead 1 was amazing I loved it but like so so for example going with the Red Dead analogy and what I said to you previously was like you know Red Dead 2 you've got to go to a toilet you've got to eat you've got to drink you've got to do all these things you've got to pet your horse you've got to look after it you've got to comb it I'm a cowboy in the Midwest <laughs> I want to go bank robbing <laughs> You know, and other things I'm not going to mention on a podcast. <laughs> but I want to do those kind of things, like GTA things. So the fact that you've now got to look after a horse, feed it, feed yourself, get get your beard trimmed, it's just, I don't, you, you, like you said, quite right for you said, Chris, it's just The Sims. You know, <laughs> it's, and, yeah. and if that's the way games are going, then you can expect the next GTA, you know, you're going to have to polish your car, clean your car, get an MOT, you, you get an alert for your phone saying your tax has run out. You know, all those kind of things. I don't know many people in the Midwest, but I presume they don't carry combs around with them either. Uh-huh. Well, that's it, yeah. <laughs> you know. But with The Division 2, it, it had so much going for itself because the first game was, was good. But this, the number two is just the same game in a different landscape. That is it. And more responsibility. And more responsibility. <laughs> but it's, it is just... It is a carbon copy of the same game. They could have done it with DLC. Yeah. I've had to fork out £60 for a new game, which mm. is essentially the same game with a little bit extra. So your advice to people would be don't buy? Uh, well, I wouldn't say don't buy, because I know people who did enjoy the first one. Yeah. That description. <laughs> that description <laughs> of that game. First of all, I'm assuming it's published by Activision. Uh, uh, I, think I think it is. It is. In which case, Activision tagline, it's just the sins, should be on all of their branding. <laughs> <laughs> um, but isn't, isn't that description of it being kind of just the same game with a little bit extra, pretty much the same for every FIFA, every Call of Duty? Yes. I don't want to get flamed for this. Just no, I, no, and actually, games, I was having a conversation at work the other day with um, one of my colleagues, and we were saying that that's all Activision in particular, really do. They release the same games with a few little extras, but it's still the same game. Yeah, mm. and EA. EA is exactly the same. Like I said, FIFA. You've got NBA Live, you've got FIFA, you've got Madden. All of these can just be updated with a patch. I mean, I remember the days, going back to GameCube, Okay, not too long ago, but GameCube, um, where the World Cup game came out the same year as the FIFA game did, but it's on a separate disc. But now it's a downloadable content when the World Cup comes around. It's actually a Ubisoft game. Oh, of course it is. Apologies. I've just done a quick quick oh, okay. web search. Okay, so, yeah, but apologies to Activision. <laughs> no, lost. but gen- like, that's how I generally feel about Activision yeah, anyway. Yeah. But that, if, if you, using that analogy, it still applies, because if you think about Assassin's Creed, you know, Black Flag, Unity, whatever. They've all got the same... It's the same model. Cry, same model. So you've got strongholds, you've got things to unlock, you've got to find secret packages, you've got side quests and normal main quests. Exact same thing, different skin. Yeah. Slightly different story. Slightly different story, but gameplay-wise, yeah. And like you say, you're paying £60 a time for exactly. these games. Yeah. It, at what point, because, you know, when I was younger than I am now, um, back in the old days, <laughs> <laughs> as they would say, like, games were much cheaper and slow, yeah. slowly, gradually, they've got far more expensive. Like, 
when I was young, like the most expensive game was like 20, 20, 25 quid. Yeah. Now, like 60, 70 quid. Like, and even with FIFA's, it's like if you want a gold edition or a limited edition or a, you know, where you get loads of FIFA Ultimate Team Pack edition. Yeah. You know, you're looking at 80, 90, 100 pounds plus. Yeah. And as, sorry, that, that potentially goes full circle, doesn't it? Because coming back to the briefly to the Google Stadia and that being potentially the future of it, it's the same with TV, film and, and uh, everything in between there. We now have things like Netflix. You think about what you pay for Netflix in a month in comparison to, let's say, a Sky subscription. Same with gaming. It now costs a ridiculous amount to publish it, I guess, because they have to rely on each individual unit sale. Whereas if they move to subscription-based and people just commit to one or two of the consoles they want, they can probably do it at a much cheaper rate because they know the income's near enough guaranteed. Yeah, that's it, yeah. And then if you're paying a cheaper rate, if there's a bit of lag, people can't moan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. true. Exactly. Yeah, because exactly. that's what they've signed up for. Exactly. Shall we move on? Yes, please. <laughs> I've been waiting, waiting so long to give a review on this film. So in the so last long. podcast, we were chatting about Captain Marvel and you were so excited to see it. Yeah. Did you go and see it? I, oh, I went to go see it. <laughs> I was one of those people who was there at the one minute past midnight showing of the film. I was even queuing up. I was even in the cinema at about quarter past 11. Popcorn already gone, drink already gone. I was just <laughs> trying to pass the time. What film? The question is, though, did you cosplay as Captain Marvel? I really want to, and I'll be honest with you. I've tried to find. I, honestly, if if I can if I can cosplay that, I would. Exactly. I was trying to find a jumpsuit which would I'd fit into. Being six foot five is quite hard, but I would love a Captain Marvel suit. I would love. <laughs> I mean, there has been a male Captain Marvel, hasn't there? There, there has in the comic books. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In in the comic books, Captain Marvel was 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 a bloke. It was a guy. And he then died and then gave on the powers to Captain Marvel as we now know her. Um, but then that will change in this one. Mm. Mm. Anyone out there wants to try and make Tommy Captain Marvel? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I will do anything within reason to have a Captain Marvel suit. I Honestly, I'll do anything. <laughs> it, it would make his day. So tell us, was it what you expected? Yes. It was and more. It was amazing. It was incredible. It was brilliant. Once again, Marvel Studios have... I don't want to use the word typecasted because it's so often used as a negative, but it has been casted so well again. Brie Larson falls into it perfectly. She's amazing. Yeah. She's actually amazing. Yeah. And, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) The film is absolutely amazing. And the villain was Samuel L. Jackson. No. No? Am no, I thinking no, no, of no. a different film? No, 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 I'm no, thinking no. of a different no, film no, here. No, 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 no. Right. So, spoiler alert, you might want to skip this bit if you haven't seen the film yet or you want to go see it. Okay. Right, there we go. Spoiler alert, done. You have been warned. <laughs> He's actually a good guy. Oh. Yeah, who hasn't yet encountered aliens. And it has both his eyes. We've never encountered aliens. We've not. And we've never encountered both of his eyes. This is new. (laughs) (laughs) So he finds Captain Marvel, who is falling into a blockbusters store, which takes me right back. And then he kind of gets opened up to the world of aliens and extraterrestrials. 
before the Avengers Initiative, or what's going to call the Protectors Initiative, um, was going to fall into place. Now, it took a while to get into of of not Captain Marvel of Samuel Jackson not knowing about alien life and these incredible people because he's always been in the Marvel universe so far as Nick Fury. I know there are incredible people out there, but to see him so I want to say innocent to the idea of it, just to see it's like how he's now playing out and he's agreeing to it. But when you find out how he loses his eye, when you go back and watch. Um, I think it's the Avengers film. Nick Fury says, last time I trusted someone, I lost an eye. That's right. Yeah, he does. When you then watch this film and find out how he loses his eye, <laughs> the mysteriousness of that disappears completely. <laughs> <laughs> you think, oh, he got shot. Go, oh, this happened or that happened. And no. That's no. a good point. No. If, if you now rewatch that scene, yeah. it's going to almost be a bit of comic relief to that film, it which was, was you wouldn't have anticipated when you first saw the yeah. Avengers film. Because that was a that moment there was actually I remember right was quite quite serious. Oh yeah. And then when he when you go back and watch it, you go, ah. <laughs> <laughs> um, it was but, all an elaborate lie. Yeah, it's it's so it's like Marvel's done. They've intertwined intertwined everything all together. The story's not left any loopholes open. There is a difference with the comic books, but most not most, but some of the Marvel universe has adapted from the comic books to make its own kind of universe but it does rely heavily on the source material and this is why a lot of people like captain marvel because they do tie up the stories like there's too many films out there that don't tie you know you yeah. you go away and you're like why didn't we find out what happened to that person yeah. or why didn't we find out more about this I, and and it's kind of like marvel does all that yeah that's it and it to go back to i think the first time I mentioned Captain Marvel about the cat no longer being called Chewie yeah. and now being called Goose that first of all really irritated me because Marvel Studios is owned by Disney Disney has now has the rights to Star Wars so why wasn't the cat called Chewie and that kind of just to me took a little bit of Carol Danvers away from me how I know her because yeah. she's a she one of the running gags in the comic books is she's a massive geek and she loves Star Wars I think that they lost that bit, mm. but for people who haven't read the comic books, it fits in well because obviously Goose, Top Gun. I assume it was a Top Gun reference. I didn't yeah. look into it. It seemed to make sense. Yeah, yeah. So I'm glad that is what it is, and I wasn't just being mad. Yeah, <laughs> but the the cat, you've probably seen there's like Funko, um, pop vinyls mm. of the cat. Yeah, it the, the cat is a very big fun, oh, yeah. comic relief point of the film. That cat is the. Uh, Unexpected star of that film. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It actually, is it really is? But if you want, so if you want a film which is Marvel, if you want a film which you think is predictable but it's not, and has loads of different loop arounds and like a coming of age film, really, because of how her story evolves, and adapts. Um, go watch it. It's just Marvel. Go watch it. Yeah. How do you find, how do you feel about the fact that they don't mirror the comics? Because you know if. If there was, if the Harry Potter films didn't um, meet the expectations and show everything that the book does, yeah. people kick off. Yeah, there's, yeah, there, there's times where it does annoy me. Do you think oh, that shouldn't happen? We were discussing it before we even got onto yeah. the podcast. Was that okay? Spoiler again: that the scrolls are in the Marvel comic universe are the big bad guys as a 
collective, like Thanos is as an individual, if that makes sense. But when it comes down to the film, the Skrulls are the good guys. And you think, hang on a minute. Everything that I know about the universe in the comic books is now in a way upside down. It's like as if going to science, if we found out the Higgs boson didn't exist, mm. and then that would then rewrite the entire physics textbooks, really, because that's pretty much everything what physics is based on. So it's, I think they've addressed it well because it's their own universe. You've kind of got to go in that mindset that it's not the comic universe, it's their own cinematic universe. Yeah. It, it gets a bit easier. I think. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> from, uh, from the perspective of re-watching all of these films, because I mentioned before we came on here that I'm now working my way through them from yes. the beginning. And that, now that I've watched Captain Marvel, I'm kind of at the point where I'm thinking, it's a bit like the Star Wars question. What order do you watch them in? Yeah. Is, do you reckon there would be any logic to watching Captain Marvel potentially right near the beginning? Yes. Because especially when you see... Um, you see Nick Fury, don't you, early on? I think you see him in the first Iron Man film as a little sneak peek. Um, I think he comes in and just says, I want to talk to you about the yes, Avengers. He is, yeah. um, now we know we've got a film where we can see even before that event. Yeah. I wonder whether anyone would watch it in that order, starting with Captain Marvel. It wouldn't be starting with Captain Marvel. Okay. Because I've got the list in front of me, the release order mm. um, of the order, sorry. So, um, I think, given that Captain America, the first Avenger, is like the lead up to the Avengers, that ties in right to when he wakes up after being in the ice. Yes. Pretty much in between Thor and Captain America is where you want to watch Captain Marvel, because it's the ah. it's set in 1996. Yes. And that's kind of like in between the point of Captain America being in the ice, and then when he wakes up in the modern day. Right. Yeah, that makes sense. So if if you want, you could probably watch Captain America to near the end when he's in when he ends up in the ice. And pause. Pause it. Watch <laughs> Captain Marvel. Finish Captain Marvel, then unpause wow. Captain America. That is the next one on my list. So maybe I will have to go back to the cinema. I, can I just say I love that you had that ready. Oh yeah. That took you about three <laughs> seconds, and you just pulled up the correct chronological canon Bing. order of the films. <laughs> um, but before we move on to um, the Madeleine McCann story in the Netflix. Netflix uh, media um, got to point out what an absolute amazing dedication to Stanley at the start. Yes, well played. I I'm not going to be ashamed to say it. I had a little bit of a weep. There was a moment where everyone in the cinema, because there were some people who cosplayed, yeah, you we're know, not in the full cosplay, like putting a lot of effort into it. Wrong thing to say, I know, but like just buying the morph suit, hmm. not like. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, like, everyone at the same time applauded. Oh, brilliant. And it was just great to have everyone as a collective, as a community together. The guy next to me, I just wanted to give him a hug. <laughs> <laughs> and then after, because the, the Marvel logo is, rather than it being all the individual heroes, it's all of Stanley's cameos as the Captain Marvel logo comes across. The Captain Marvel, as the Marvel logo comes across. Um, and then at, when it goes, screen goes black, to go into the film it just says thank you Stan <laughs> and then it goes on to his actual um, cameo and you think yeah well played brilliant absolutely brilliant do you think they'll reuse that opening title for him or just go back now to the original 
mix and match of all the superheroes. Uh, I'd like to see it again. But yeah, I think they might use something like that again. There'll be something Endgame definitely because the the Avengers universe was quite a big thing, uh, not only to the Marvel comic books franchise, but it was a big thing in comic books when they all came together and everyone's like, oh, you have people who loved Iron Man, people who loved Thor, they all came together and that brought a community together. And I think if they if they don't do anything in Endgame in relation to Stanley, I think they've missed out on something. Yeah, I agree. He was a legend. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> now let's move on to Netflix. Yeah. Had a couple of uh, interesting document. Well, an interesting documentary, and then an absolutely fantastic um, show in general. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Which order am I talking about them in? <laughs> Let's go Maddie first. Yeah. Um, <laughs> have you been watching the Madeleine McCann documentary? Uh, yes and no. Um, purely on the pretense of the first episode to me just felt like I was watching A Place in the Sun. <laughs> it literally... I understand having to get an interesting idea behind the air, the, the place. Yeah. But it, it's, for some reason it says, oh, in the 1960s, the Algarve was quite unknown and it became a tourist hotspot and then it developed... I didn't come here for that. It's yeah. like going It's like going to an ice cream shop and not getting ice cream. I couldn't think of anything short term, but you know what I mean. <laughs> it's like going somewhere and getting the complete opposite of what you went for. There is a brilliant moment where I remember a guy is literally, for, I think for a full minute, just saying, having a property here was seen as the height of fashion. It was great to have a holiday destination out here in, was it Portugal? Portugal? Yeah. Yeah, 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 I've got it. It's like, yeah. okay, okay, fine, right, Madeline McCann, carry on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Move on. You do have to stick with these things sometimes, though. Like, I was a bit like that after the first episode of Game of Thrones. Not that I felt it was a tourist thing, but I was... (laughs) 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 No. But I was a bit like, yeah, this isn't pulling me in. It's not doing what I thought it would to me. Yeah. Um, Yeah, And then I kind of, I carried on. And, yeah. I gave it a few more chances, and then it was like, no, it's not for me. Yeah, no, I'm guilty of that. I, I, I've not watched any. I've watched one episode of Games of Thrones, Game of Thrones, the first episode, and just thought this isn't for me. Everyone's always said to me, as soon as you get past the first episode, it's fine. But I'm, I think I got to episode eight, and I've not watched it since. I'm not alone then. I've had, I had to watch the first season of Game of Thrones twice. I watched it twice and couldn't get on with it. Mm. Third time, I don't know what it is. I think it's because I gave my hundred percent attention when I watched it the third time. And now I am super excited for the next episode. <laughs> ready for it, ready for it. Back to Madeleine McCann. Back yeah. to Madeleine McCann. <laughs> I found the documentary interesting. I'm only two episodes in. Um, but I don't know. I still think it's the fault of the parents. Ooh. Like, they have some blame to take. Let's face it. Yeah. You know, they shouldn't have left her in the hotel room on her own. Yeah. With her younger sisters. They're lucky that the younger sisters weren't taken as well. Yeah. You know. Um, and uh, people are saying, you know, why didn't they get done for anything? Because it's not a crime over there. Yeah. That's. Yeah. You know, you can't get done for things like that over mm-hmm. over there. If they'd have left them in a hotel over here and they'd have gone missing, you know, they could have got done for child neglect maybe. Yeah, yeah. But, you know. I just, and people are saying, oh, people are only watching it because, 
they you know want it to prove that it's the parents because that's what everybody wants but i genuinely was hoping in my mind that it would disprove that it's the parents yeah yeah i think i i went into that as well like the um still on netflix Making a Murder, I think it's called, mm, that yeah. opened up the Stephen Avery case again because people point out things, oh, you didn't consider this or you didn't see that or you didn't even look at this, you know, that kind of thing. And that's what I was kind of hoping this was going to happen because it's been such a big story throughout all our lives now, not for so long, that it might just give a little shred of evidence and someone gone, hang on a minute. That's it, because I'm so suspicious of the parents anyway because, yeah. you know, why, when they were being interviewed, they no commented throughout yeah. the whole interview and it's like if you want to find your daughter the best thing to do is cooperate yeah. and answer all the questions um, they didn't want the documentary to go out and it's like but it could help find her yeah and you know? I said the exact same thing to Amber was that if, even if you didn't know you'd just say I'm sorry I don't know Yeah, but by saying no comment to me, you immediately go in, you know, when you're hiding something. The no comment, I didn't know about the no comment part. Yeah. That's an interesting thing, because as a, as, a, as a lawyer, yeah. <laughs> um, generally speaking, from the I don't do crime, but the general experience I've had is you tend to only ask someone to say no comment in, or advise someone to say no comment if either they're an absolute mess and they're going to say something stupid. Or Which could have been the case, because, you know, yes. they'd lost, lost their daughter had gone missing. Yeah, yeah. Or you know. there is some guilt in which case you say, let us prepare your defence. Don't you say anything that's going to mess it up. Yeah. Um, but and, and on the other side of it, you know, the the fact that the parents are against it, I think you're right, Chris, with what you say, that you would think if if they're so adamant that they still want to try and find her, they'd want to put this out because then it re-sparks that And interest. Netflix is, like, everyone all over the world has Netflix. Yeah. Well, not everyone. <laughs> You know, most people yeah. over the world have Netflix, so it could, it will be seen throughout the world. Yeah. So there's going to be, you know, people that might see the documentary and go, I saw that girl, like, two weeks ago, walking down somewhere. Yeah. It's, and I just don't understand why they don't want it to go out. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, I, it just makes, yeah, like you said, it's just asks more questions. And when people have said to them, go on Jeremy Kyle, do a lie detector, prove, you know, prove that you, prove, do, do a lie detector yeah, about yeah. it, prove people wrong, and they've gone no. And I can see why, because why should they have to prove themselves yeah. as, the, as the parents? And like I say, whether they've had a big part to play in it or whether it was just, you know, they're, gui they, they're guilty of child neglect, I, I still can't work out for the life yeah, of me. Yeah makes me wonder why the Child Protective Services never got involved in relation to the other children when they came back. I appreciate it happened while they were yeah. in the seats, yeah, but yeah. still, I would have thought, so you left your children unattended... Well, I suppose it's not... I'm not a parent, but... I suppose leaving children asleep in a hotel room that you think is secure is... Hmm. Could I don't know where this. I'm going with this. But it's, over it's here... <laughs> I think I'm defending the parents now. Yeah, uh, <laughs> over here, that would be seen as, you know, child neglect, because yeah. you shouldn't leave your child of that age unattended no. while you go and sit in a tapas bar and have a few glasses of wine that's it whenever I was younger and went on hospital, on hospital when I went on holiday um, to Cornwall just to visit back home I was never left alone in the hotel room in the tent or in the caravan wherever we were I always went with them mm. no matter what time I stayed up till I was with them and that's in Cornwall yeah it's you go to a foreign location you know nothing about 
anyone when we went on holidays as kids my parents were like you stay in our site or you tell you know like you tell us where you're going yeah, and yeah. if you're not back in like five ten minutes if you just go in you know up to the room to grab something and i wasn't this young at that point you know 15 16 uh but the chances are i could still have got stolen that's but the thing it's, it's still that duty of care <laughs> yeah um they they were really in other countries especially mm. uh like that so it, i just find the whole thing a bit odd yeah there's something that is being hidden yeah there are conspiracies galore you know people saying that jerry it's got to be something to do with jerry because um he the head what are they called efit looked very much like a a, um a man that was on the beach with maddie um he was away um for a lot of the evening apparently in the sports bar watching the football um but uh could have been elsewhere and apparently he was uh, one of their friends that was with them was a known paedophile. Yeah. So, again, all suspicion, uh, all conspiracy that nobody knows whether these things are true or not. But yeah, yeah. that's why this documentary is there. Yeah. It's, it, like I said, go back to Stephen Avery thing. I, th- I thought that was the whole intention of it, that maybe it could just highlight something that someone's missed. Yeah. Or Yeah. And like I said, I really want it to disprove, in my mind, that yeah, it's yeah. them. But until... I see anything that tells me otherwise. Yeah, I'm just going to believe that that you know it is something to do with them. Yeah, yeah, and that's why so many people are kind of have given up on on. I wouldn't say given up on looking for her, but you know they're kind of like, well, if the parents had something to do with it, why should we? You know, exactly. Yeah. Why should we bother trying to help look for her and spend all this money looking for her? Yeah, completely agree. Well, I'd, I'd hate to be the parents if it does come out later on it was them and they find the evidence and then the millions and millions, of probably billions at this point that's gone into this, Yeah. whether they, well, obviously they're going to have some kind of perverting the course of justice claim, I'm sure, plus whatever else. And then the financial claims yeah. for the fact that they kind of, you know, instigated and pushed on these proceedings and proceedings yeah. and proceedings and investigations for nothing. Yeah. yeah. It's madness. Yeah. Madness. 100%. Let's move on to something cheerier. RuPaul. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> we changed from yes to yas. Yeah. <laughs> oh, this season has been absolutely incredible. I've loved every second of it. It's, yeah. <laughs> I had a bit of a laughing fit. I'm still trying to control myself before we came on, on air for mm. recording this. But it's just, I've been crying with laughter. It's been such a meme of a season. It has, it's yes. It's a meme of a season. Yeah. I mean, it's... Last season, I, I can't remember massive amounts from it, but this season alone... I mean, even from the first episode of last season, Miss Vanjie was... was <laughs> Vanjie. <laughs> was, that was a meme already. Yeah. And now that she's back, it's like... It's every episode's a meme. <laughs> I can't get. If you haven't seen it, you've got to watch it. But episode two, oh, I was in, I was in hysterics. <laughs> it's, so good. It's, it's. What was the challenge in episode two? They had to reenact a drag version of a film. So there was. The, oh, of course. Um, is it Good God Girl Get Out? That's was one. It. And why it got to be Black Panther? Was that's that, it. That that's it? it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, and it was obviously take on Black Panther and and get out. 
But well, of course, the uh, good God girl get out brought us the brilliant line of Upland, <laughs> you earn everything, which I have to say every day, every day. <laughs> There's still been no word on the start date of the UK one, has there? No, there's not. There's not. All they've no. really said is that Michelle Visage is doing it, who yeah. I absolutely love. Yeah. And the what I call the, the winger judges. So they've got um, Alan Carr and Graham Norton. Yes. Yeah. Who announced. are the most perfect people for oh, it as well? Yeah. yeah. Well, Graham's done it before, or as they always say, Graham. Graham Norton. <laughs> 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 the main one. Um, some reason they just missed the H out yeah. of Graham over there. Uh, I don't think Alan's done it, but he's had Rue on his show several times. And uh, let's oh, face boy. it, he'll have dressed up in drag. I'm sure that must yeah. have happened. There he's, must be photographic evidence of that somewhere. Yeah, he'll have, he'll have done drag, so he'll know what See, I didn't a know good drag queen looks like. Him and RuPaul knew each other. I thought it was just a very, just RuPaul needed some icons in the UK. And just go right here. You go. Well, I'm on. You, you know what I'm saying. I mean, if you want gay icons on your yeah. show, you don't really go for Alan Carr or Graham Norton. They're not the best-looking people in the world. Well, well, <laughs> TV personalities. Yeah. That's it. Well, yeah. well-known people in, yeah. in the UK to, to drive some appeal to it. If that makes sense. Like, yeah. Like, like, on the show. Yeah. Not like some of the some of the guest judges I've never heard of. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's obviously based in America. I've yeah. never heard of some of the people on it. So I was just surprised to hear it. But yeah, I didn't know that. Graham Norton, not Graham Norton, sorry, Alan Carr, was they actually had anything? Well, I don't know how much of how much of a connection there is there, but I know I've seen Rue appear on his show, on his TV show, right? Um, which obviously, you know, that might have been the first time they met, but they just played up as if they'd known each other for years. Yeah, but they probably yeah. do. They probably swim in similar circles. I know the RuPaul and Michelle, um, so I should have had connections with Jonathan Ross for quite some time. Um, I can't remember whether Jonathan Ross still owns the rights to this UK one or not. That was the original plan. Oh, really? Yeah, if you listen to RuPaul's podcast from way back, the first episodes, they talk about it, and they say about uh, Jonathan Ross having the rights to the UK show, but nothing came of it. I don't know whether they've clawed it back and redone it, or whether that that is his version of the show, yeah. but they've put RuPaul and Michelle in. Well, I'm afraid it's BBC Three. It is. It is BBC yeah. Three. Yes. Um, and other names linked with judging um, guest judges uh, Sharon Osbourne and Chloe Kardashian for the UK one Chloe Kardashian's different I mean I get it because she's been in nearly enough every single one as a guest judge Yeah. but I mean really for the UK one yeah, yeah Sharon Osbourne yeah. we'll have Sharon Oh yeah, Sharon. but oh, yeah. Sharon's known over here yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. for other things I'm more know. interested in what the snatch game references are going to oh, be. Oh, yeah. I might actually oh. get some of them. There's going to be, there's been <laughs> lots to talk about. There's got to be a Gemma Collins. Oh, yeah. There's got to be a Kim Woodburn. Yeah. And, oh, God, who's the other one I'm trying to think of? Um, oh, from Ab Fab, what's her name? Jeez, she always does the Patty. documentaries. Yes. Oh, I can't remember Joanna Lumley. Joanna Lumley, of course. That's so stupid now. Yeah. But do we have, is anyone rooting for anyone in particular in season 11? Uh, I am fully in camp sugar cane. <laughs> oh, controversial. She's so nice. Controversial. Oh, oh is, is right, sugar cane, is that the one who won the first episode? Had like a oh, blue gosh. and yellow. No, no, that was Brooklyn Heights. That's it. Who was detox in that episode. She had the dress based on detox's style. That's it. Um no. 
Brooklyn Heights was it in this most recent challenge or on the runway she did the Native American look got you yeah yeah she's my winner yeah I know you mean um see no, I've got I've got I've got two okay. I can't figure out who it's either Miss Vanjie oh, well, of course it's <laughs> either her or I didn't not like her to begin with is um oh I can't remember her name are you going to say Scarlet Envy no no, it's a really, really loud, noisy one. What, Silky? Silky. Silky Ganache. Ganache, that's it, Ganache, yeah. I, I couldn't stand it. sticking with, but I, she, yeah, she always makes me laugh now. Interesting. Yeah. I just think it's totally amazing how people that dressed up in drag used to be frowned upon and now they're just icons. Yeah. Well, it's the thing that I found amazing with it was the, I think it was last season or season before, because I, I binge-watched them all on Netflix, um, was that drag is actually a it stands for something? I thought drag was just the name of something, but it actually stands for um, dress like a girl. Mm. Or dress. I can't remember. I think that dress something like a girl. Like I think it's just dressed, dr dressed as a girl. Yeah. Um, but I'm not sure whether that's a backronym where they've retrospectively gone back and said it oh, means okay, dressed yeah. as a girl. Right. But um, yeah, it, it, that's the idea behind it. Yeah. Uh, I've, the history behind it, think, oh, mm. yeah. I mean, it's you open your eyes to it. Do either of you have a drag name? No, I, I can't say I've ever thought of a drag I've never name for myself. No, no. I think about it every day. <laughs> <laughs> Someone made a drag name for me, and I'm I'm so happy with it. So here we go, guys. <laughs> First time on on podcast here. Um, if I ever did do drag, my drag name will will be because of my legal background, duly noted. <laughs> so I'd, just, I'd probably just wear a judicial wig at all times, which I can snatch <laughs> off <laughs> opportune moments. One day, Julie Noted will make an appearance. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> right, we're running out of time, so let's oh, move yeah. on. Sam Smith. Sam Smith, yes. He's officially announced that he is non-binary. Yeah. Um, he said he's not male or female, and like I get it, but I don't get it. I still don't get what non-binary is. I was going to ask the question. Um, I, I get it, but I don't get it. Yeah. It's one of these things, isn't it? Like gender, non-binary, gender fluidity, and all the other terminology that comes in between. It's difficult to work out what makes someone fall into one or the other because they yeah. sound like they overlap a lot. But I guess it's this idea, isn't it, of someone not knowing yeah. or, or not necessarily feeling like the same gender each day. They might fluctuate in the middle of the day or some yeah. people wake up one morning and think I think the yeah. thing that I feel more uncomfortable with and I'm part of the LGBT community myself is I, I always feel bad asking non-binary people how they like to be referred to because I feel like I should automatically know yeah you know I mean yeah it's, it, it, for, for me it took not took a while I had to ask the question to my partner was um like uh, people who have transitioned mm. different sexes, is that I don't, I didn't know how to. It's not. It is ignorance on my part, but it's. I wanted to know because if I did meet anyone who was, um, who transitioned to gender, mm. I want to be able to speak to them as they want to be referred to as, like yeah. Miss, Mrs., Mister. So you know what I mean, that yeah. kind of thing. And I think that kind of comes down to, like you said, with this non-binary, is how do you uh, address? You know, because it's like, for instance, now when we're talking about him, yeah, using air quotes, do we refer to him as him, or do we refer to 
him as a her or yeah. as a them. Yeah, I hadn't thought about that. Yeah. Like, because how do... Coming back to what you're saying about not knowing what to say, yeah. as far as we know, and I'm sure this will probably stay the same, he always presents himself as in a, a typically masculine way. Um, maybe not the most masculine, but he, he doesn't present himself in an overtly feminine way. But... Is this now going to? Is there now going to be an article coming out one day where someone says they refuse to call him her, she, and that causes controversy? Well, this yeah. is interesting because he said um, that he feels like a woman sometimes and has considered having a sex change. Yes. Yeah. So if he did, you know, would people still refer to him as him or as her? Yeah. And it's it's good that um, people in the mainstream like this are coming out and saying, you know, this is who I am. I am. Yeah non-binary kind of thing because it is making people more aware of it but as i say i'm just a bit like i always feel uncomfortable asking non-binary people what their pronoun is yeah yeah um and it's hard to know unless you ask how it, what, yeah. what they refer what they prefer to be recalled has um and uh, this article says that most non-binary people um use the pronouns they or them instead of he or she but not in all cases but isn't isn't it non-binary people that have? I, mean, I know not everyone subscribes to this, but there's the other set of pronouns now, which are meant to be the neutral ones, which I believe generally begin with a Z. I don't quite know how you're meant to say that yet, um, but there's there's that as well, mm. so that you avoid that issue entirely. It's completely gender neutral pronouns, because mm. you know the initial idea was you could call them them or they, but that sounds a little bit dismissive. Oh, it's them. Yeah, they have not this issue. Us, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, whereas there is, I'm sure it, I'm sure they mostly begin with Zs, but I don't even know how to say it. I didn't even know that that was not mm. a thing. It is a thing. It's a, I think it's a lot bigger in America, because um, I've watched quite a lot of videos about um, kind of gender policy and gender language, because I was just interested to see people's, people's opinions yeah. on that. Yeah. And it's a difficult one. Yeah, I think it's great that he's come out, though, and said, you know, he... He's made that choice to tell people, and that's you know his thing. It's how he wants to do it, and like I say, hopefully it'll help um, other non-binary people yeah. feel more secure about themselves. Yeah, because it does Definitely. seem like we're at a point now where someone like him can say that, and people just see the headline and go, "Yeah, right." Yeah, He's, it's still Sam Smith. He's still yeah. got a good voice, you know. Carry on. He still yeah, did yeah. a James Bond theme tune. Of course, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's it's. Going back to RuPaul, it's that thing he always says at the end of every episode is, Go on. if you can't love yourself, how in the hell are you going to love somebody else? <laughs> is is that, I, I absolutely love that because it is so true. Mama yeah. Yes. Taking us to school. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> the last thing. Yes. On the agenda, England. Yeah. England um, play two... Uh, Euro 2020 qualifiers. Uh, Lewis immediately. <laughs> <laughs> what is a football? <laughs> um, they got Czech Republic on Friday. Yes. And then on Monday, Montenegro, who aren't exactly the most challenging of teams. They, this happens every year. Every year. This happens every time we enter a a European or world tournament or a big tournament. There are other big tournaments out there, not belittling them. But every time we go into the European qualifiers or we go into the World Cup qualifiers, we play a team which stereotypically is a weak opposition. Only because 
for, for me it's more publicised the Premier League and that kind of thing and I mean if you if you were to say to me right name the players in Montenegro and name their top scorer name, you know, I'd, I couldn't pick anyone out because I don't know but world over because the Premier League's so big you know we've got Harry Kane Deli Alley, all those people it's just, you kind of you go into the game going yeah we'll win that we'll win that we'll win that and you expect it of them but if we don't play teams like who have won the World Cup several, several times over. It's like Brazil, where you weren't in the European qualifiers, would you? But you know what I mean? Like like Germany or Italy or France. Do you see what I'm trying? I'm trying not to belittle anyone in this. You know what I'm trying yeah. to say? I think he's taking these games to use, give the youngsters a chance. Yeah. Um, so, for example, Declan Rice, who whose allegiance previously was to the Republic of Ireland. Yeah. No, it was to England to, to start with. Then he switched allegiances to Republic of Ireland, and now he said, actually, I want to play for England. Yeah. Which I don't get how they can do. I think you just pick one and go, this is it. This is, you know, I'm going to play for Republic of Ireland for the yeah. rest of my career. Like, I know why he can do it, because he's got parents from Republic of Ireland and, and England. So you have that choice there, but pick and then... Yeah. You know, because... You know, if he doesn't have a successful two games with England, he'll go right. I'm off back to the Republic of Ireland now, yeah, <laughs> to, to play for them, kind of thing. And so, it, it's 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 weird. But there's people like Ben Chilwell, um, who had a really good season for Leicester last season yeah. and in their title-winning season. Um, Eric Dyer's still in in the squad. Harry Kane, Harry Maguire, Michael Keane, Loftus Cheek. Um, and Jaden Sancho, who people might not know of. Oh, um, I can't wait to see J- J- Jaden Sancho. He can't. plays for Dortmund, yeah. And he like he should be playing in the UK. He is a he is an English player, yeah. Uh, but he's just like to pretty much kick off your career. He's only like eighteen, yeah. nineteen, and to be playing regularly for Borussia Dortmund is crazy. Yeah, you have Massive. to be a huge talent for that to happen. Yeah. Um, but then there's you know James Tarkowski who plays for Burnley, Callum Wilson um, that have been mentioned in there. So it's, it looks like an interesting squad. Um, how he uses those players is the main thing. You know, will will he be attacking? I presume against uh, the Czech Republic and Montenegro that you know he w- he'll see an opportunity and go well. You know, a lot of their players are part time. Play, you know, yeah. do it part time alongside their day to day jobs. So they're not. You know, they're going to be no match for us. But then, that when that kind of complacency comes in, it can go against you. Yeah, that's it. And to use an example of San Marino, they I think their team doesn't have any professional footballers. No. I mean, I think three of them were school teachers. Yeah, one was a painter, decorator, one was a doctor. They didn't play professionally, and you just you can tell from the players in the tunnel that England squad are just going, yeah, we're going to win this. And I think they had that slight cockiness in the World Cup. Yeah, we got to a stage and we were like, well, if we can beat the teams we've beaten so far, we can beat Croatia, and we kind of yeah. sat back a bit too much, and it it just didn't work. That's it. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I think if. If Southgate's learned anything from the World Cup in preparation for the Euro 2020, it is to make sure um, there's no air of complacency in the team. Yeah, 100%. Who knows, yeah. he might win the Euros this year. Who knows? Who knows? He's doing great things, though. He is. I think he's the best man for the job. Yeah. 
And thanks to Lewis. Yeah. So the reason you're here today as well is because you're oh, starting yeah. your own podcast very yeah. soon. Well, it's, it's, it's a work in progress. It's just an initial idea at the moment. Okay. I've got a working title. It's Case Closed. It's the working title of the podcast. Like it. Thank you very much. <laughs> and yeah. the, uh, Julie noted may make an appearance. <laughs> um, the, the idea, in short, is to open up some historic legal cases. Yeah. So some really old, really old cases that kind of built the foundation of law as they are now. Really topical stuff, mostly kind of the murder cases, the serious assault cases, um, all the types that you'd have heard about in the news. And uh, break them open, explain the kind of legal principle behind really simply, and just get people to to discuss, hopefully non-lawyer guests, to talk about those legal issues and see whether they think the law is right, whether it's wrong, how it should develop. And I'll be there just to explain the legal principles at the end. So as an example, um, probably one of the more top of the cases I'm hoping to look at are the what I usually call the, the gay bakery cases. So you've got the American case of the bakers who refused to deliver a um, cake to a gay wedding mm-hmm. in the yes, States, which was dealt with that. one way by the courts. And you've got the UK case where a bakery refu- refused to print a particular message on a cake for a customer. And that was dealt with in the opposite way by the UK courts. And it's just breaking that down, making it simple, and seeing what people's opinions are on it. And that's case closed. Sounds great. And are you like going to get, <laughs> are you gonna get like lawyer friends involved with it? I really don't want lawyers in the room, other than me. Because, <laughs> because lawyers have a particular way of thinking. Okay. Where they'll naturally, if I start talking about the bakery cases, for example, a lawyer will straight away say, oh, well, it's a breach of contract or um, it's a breach of the Equality Act. And that's the last thing I want. I want people who know nothing about it to talk about it from a real perspective, how it affects real people. That's why the, things like murder cases will be a particularly good one. I mentioned, Tom, before we started one particular case, in a famous case, involving a guy who tried to kill his mother with poison. But just before she drank the poison, she had a heart attack and died. And the courts had to mm-hmm. de- work out and the police how to charge this person and how to pursue with the case, if there even was a case. Yeah, what should they have charged them? Because she didn't die of... Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And that's the point. So I introduce the idea, it gets discussed, and then I'll explain what the law is at the end. And then we can say whether that's right or wrong. Interesting. I look forward to it. Thank you for joining us today. Thank you to you lovely people at home for listening and we'll be back soon. Bye.